there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings. So we have the two numbers up, the point spreads and the totals, for championship Sunday matchups. In the first game, the Ravens are either three with juice, or three and a half, depending on where you're shopping, and the total is around 44 and a half. The Niners are seven, total is 51. You know those numbers. You may not know the hypothetical Super Bowl matchups that are also available right now at DraftKings. So if chalk holds up this Sunday, DraftKings currently is offering the Niners as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, total of 47-and-a-half against Baltimore. A rematch of the Christmas night massacre. How about that? Can you believe that? With how Purdy played Saturday and how bad he was in the Monday night massacre? What were they favored by in that game? Did he get to six? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and they were run out at home, Mm -hmm. and he played the worst game of his career. Favored by, do you think uh, the Ravens should be favored? Yeah, absolutely. Should it be that big of a flip? Yes. I have my the doubts. The game's tomorrow down the street? You're going to take San Francisco? I No, I would not. I, I, you're right. No, no, no. I, I'm I, saying. I think I like both AFC teams against the 49ers. So do I. And they have the Niners, two and a half, total of 49 against the Chiefs. I think, again, that would be Purdy against the Chiefs defense. We've seen Mahomes have plenty of success against the Niners, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Which I know, I know it's how bad the offense was all year. You know, I'm with Mitch. Okay, well, Miami had a ton of injuries, and the Bills had injuries, and they can't stop anybody anyways. But full marks to Mahomes and what they did. Whole different animal Sunday. Mm-hmm. You're taking on a nasty defense, and uh, they're going to be ready to go with their first AFC title game since 1971, and it's supposed to rain. All right, so you'd bet both AFC teams there. Yeah. What would you do here if the Lions kind of shocked the world, go to San Francisco and win? They'd be catching three and a half, total of 50 against Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore heavy again. Yep. That was 38 to 6, October 22nd. And it wasn't that close. That was 20, that was 35 nothing at the end of the third quarter. Oh, I remember. Lamar threw for 350 and three touchdowns. And oh, by the way, I'm getting Mark Andrews back too. So I love likely. Here comes Andrews, right? More right. weapons. I mean, this is great for Baltimore. And that if that's the Super Bowl, and I hope that's the Super Bowl. I think the, I think the Ravens are going to win going away. So, you know, a lot of times we'll bring up rematches and say, I don't think the first game really had anything to do with it. Like the Tampa-Detroit game, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, the first game, the way it played out yesterday, had nothing to do with the result in the game, right? Because the Buccaneers and Mayfield threw all over Detroit yesterday, the exact opposite of what happened in the regular season when they only scored six points. I think the Lions-Ravens regular season matchup, it can go, you know, 35-6 is a complete blowout. I think the Ravens would have... A very nice matchup on their hands in that game. 
that's where it's going to be a lot of pressure on Goff. I think they'll get to Goff. They'll turn him over. Mm. And I don't think the Lions – the Lions can't stop anything. I don't know. Nobody. So they can't no, – they're, they're not going to stop Baltimore in the Super Bowl. That could be a recipe for disaster. Now, this game I think would be pretty intriguing. Lions-Chiefs – Right. The rematch. Another K- one. K- they may – DraftKings right now has KC 3-52. and 52. I think the points here, the way that these teams are uh, in current form, this could be something that – because you can run on the Chiefs again. And the Lions are really good at running the football. We should see that coming up on Sunday against San Francisco because you can also run in the 49ers. Well, you are right, but then again, it goes back to Ben Olsen and what we've watched here, or Ben, ben Johnson, yeah. and what we've watched here for two weeks. Everyone is pass-happy. These coordinators are so focused on getting head coaching jobs that they're trying to showcase, their, and they don't run the ball. It's exactly it's what pass, I thought, Paul. pass, pass, pass. Come mm-hmm. on, knock it off. That's what, honestly, like that thought entered my head watching the Lions play the Buccaneers this weekend. It also... Entered my mind, like, is the guy in the middle of an interview right now talking to another team? Because it was just so bizarre what we were watching in that spot. Also, the way that their defense is trending, and now the way that Mahomes and that offense is going for the Chiefs, are they going to slow down Kansas City at all? I mean, you can just, if Rice is going to be completely healthy, it's going to be Rice, it's going to be Kelsey in the air. And it's going to be, you know, probably some, maybe MVS has a big game in that spot mm-hmm. because that defense isn't slowing down a high school team right now. What matchup don't you want to see? Are they all good games on, are you set with any matchup on paper? Do you, you have any, is there any possible su- Super Bowl scenario you don't like? I kind of don't want to see Ravens Niners because we just saw it. I don't want to see Chiefs uh, Niners. That's, that's another one, too. I don't want to see that. Yeah, no, that one, I, I'm going back and forth between one of those two teams. So basically, I guess I don't want the Niners in the Super Bowl. But they are awesome. I just think Detroit's going to give you a hell of a game against, unless That'd it's... That'd be a great story. Come like, on. Lions-Chiefs would be potentially bonkers, I think. Right. And how good is the story with the Lions? Can they finally win a Super Bowl? Can they get to the Super Bowl finally? I mean, well, this, this would be great. The dream is dead because the ultimate scenario would have been the Bills That's hanging. right. So that... Right. That potential matchup still would have been alive for one more week. A Bills-Lions Super Bowl out here in Lo- the city would have burned down, and mm-hmm. I, would have, I would have been here for it. Oh, yeah. World was coming to an end, no doubt. Bills Mafia, Lions fans, yep, great. It would have been <laughs> a week and a half. I would run out of beer. It would have been crazy. Yeah, I do. I mean, the 49ers are very fortunate to be, to be here now in this spot. Well, I know the odds makers are never going to overreact, and then this is the power rating, and we're not coming off the power rating. But this is with Purdy with the yips here. And now, it, you know, and David tweeted during the commercial break, uh, tweeted at us, well, Shanahan doesn't have confidence in Purdy. Well, that may be true, but also Shanahan cannot be this conservative then. Mm-hmm. And he did it with Garoppolo, and he continues to do it. You can't coach big games like this, okay? Which is weird because the problem when he was in Atlanta as the OC is he was too aggressive throwing the ball when they were up 25. That cost him the game. And now here he is, oh, I'm at midfield, I'm good. I don't want to. I'm going to settle for a 50-yard field goal in the elements. Yeah, see, I just and I'm, I'm going to punt from midfield when I up McCaffrey in a great offensive line. Right. The way he closed the first half is something that has happened now to him several times, and that is just not a good look. I'm sorry, like that, the short yardage stuff using Hardman for the Chiefs and Andy Reid. Get that out of the playbook. Right? How is that even an option? That's right. You got you got to draw a line through everything. Hardman reverse or the, the, the inside pitch, whatever the, related. Get it out. Um, so certainly some question marks. I don't know. I think the team right now that have the team with the fewest question marks has to be Baltimore. Would you not agree? Total team. Unbelievable team. Special teams, offense, defense, the total package. And and we're saying that about a guy who, again, everybody had their question marks about Lamar Jackson going into the playoffs again this year because he's never gotten the job done before. I would remind people they had more than 500 yards against the Titans in that loss. So, I mean, the mm-hmm. offense was clicking in that game. Yep. And for the first half, people are like, uh-oh, here we go again. Second half, beautiful adjustments. They came out. They were just a rocket ship, and they uh, destroyed the Texans. So that, to me, is the team where I have no questions. I got some questions about the 49ers. Rush defense. Yep. Brock Purdy. How about secondary? Yeah, maybe a little bit of that, too. <laughs> and, Take uh, some shots on them deep. And you what, might... what Debo Samuel might mean overall to the team and to the offense if the guy can't play. So they have some question marks. Like, wh- how much are you buying into this current form of the Chiefs, considering who they've played? I know. All it is, all it is is everyone just saying, well, it's Mahomes as a dog. It's an auto play. 
But, I mean, it's worked out for you in his career because uh-huh. he's done it eight times straight up, and he's, what, 9-1-1 one, and one ATS now. But I'm going to find this tweet. It was from uh, David Baker, who's been on this show and on the network plenty of times. He won the Westgate Super Contest and millions a couple years ago, uh, professional poker player. I thought he had a funny tweet about Mahomes um, last night, and I'll get it for you here in a second. And I mean, keep that's... losing money betting against the Chiefs. I think it was. How many times am I going to continue to lose money betting against the Chiefs? Yeah, that's what it was right there. I will only lose money against the Chiefs two more times this football season, I promise. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then the Lions, of course, they certainly, you know, do you think everybody's on board yet trusting Jared Goff in a big game? Yes. I mean, do you think? Yes. You, okay. Because I, I don't think everybody's there yet. I think what you're going to hear this week is what it's going to be like with Goff on the road playing against a pretty good defense. I'm sold. But I, I think this is this is a great story. Good for him. This is a great story. What he's done. I know the public that they're buying in. Yeah, sure. I mean, especially here where there's such they cater to you know people from that area. I mean, it's called the D, the one casino for a reason. It's after Detroit. Derek Stevens from there. I would think they're just going to get pummeled with Lions money this entire week for this game. Mm-hmm. But they're still hanging a seven right now on the board for the 49ers. It's got a, I think it's going to go six and a half. Gonna, we're going to see six, six and a half. Ebo can't play. It's not going to be well, I know, yeah. What do you think? I thought it was a concussion. Then it's the shoulder again. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought too right away. And Kirk Menefee at, at halftime. Well, we'll see if he plays. Strahan's like, come on. His shoulder, he's got his pads off. He's right. not playing. Yeah, everything was I mean, off what, at the point. He's out of the game. You know what that means? Come on, Menefee. So what's the best possible matchup then? If we went over some worst games, the games that we don't <laughs> want to see. Well, Lions-Ravens has a chance to get out of control, I, I think. Uh, yeah. But I, I think from a high-scoring fan standpoint, uh, Lions-Chiefs would be the most entertaining Super Bowl. I think the if we get 49ers-Ravens, it reminds me a little bit of a couple of years ago when Alabama played Georgia. Remember, Georgia was like, I think, seven in the SEC title game, and they were a machine that year, and Alabama killed them. And then we got a rematch in the playoff, the championship game. And it's like, how, how far do you adjust the number? And I think Georgia came down to like a three-point favorite from seven when they just played. And Georgia ran them out in the second half and won by like 15 points. That is maybe a little bit similar here. Now, I don't know, I don't know if it's going to play out like that if we get 49ers and Ravens. I'm just saying. You know, there's still a lot of pressure on Purdy. Like, uh, what, if, what if they lose and he doesn't play well Sunday? Right? Is he even the quarterback next year? I mean, who I mean, the tweets are right. Shanahan doesn't trust him, and he, he calls plays like that. But I would say yes, he's on a rookie contract. Did he maybe draft another guy? He's still good, but the luck factor has been through the, off the. It's been nuts the last two years. The drop pick sixes and interceptions, alarming. Yeah, yep. we'll get to some uh, props that we like coming up for Championship Sunday here on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. 
The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Put the VSEN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSEN Pro subscription. Sign up for the annual subscription. Get your first year for $199. Use promo code FTM. Access to everything we have with the brand new website, Daily Best Bets with the leaderboard, the betting splits, the dog videos, the upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Promo code FTM. FTM, your first year, $199. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. What do you have on the Ravens here against teams over 500 on the season? I think they have 11 wins, right, including the playoffs? Yeah. With teams that had winning records on the year? 11 wins against teams that were 500 or better, including the playoffs. The teams with more were the 04 Pats and the 06 Colts. Each had 12. They each won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that might mean something. I mean, they have uh, – and by the way, when they <laughs> – that, that now, again, that second half, Texans are pretty good, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I tweeted this out. So is Stroud. I mean, look what they mean. After look- the game, I'm like, I want Slowick and, and uh, D'Amico Ryans to uh, team together for a long, long time. It's not going to happen. I'm sure Slowick's going to get a job somewhere. And then the people just responding right away, Paulie. Oh, what happened today in the second half? I'm just like, <laughs> oh, man, you got to. You got to use your brain once in a while here and think long term what it would be like. And by the way, they just won four fewer games three consecutive years, and they were in the playoffs tied at ten apiece on the road against the Ravens. So, I'd say it's pretty good. And Ryan's probably deserves mm-hmm. Coach of the Year. Um, but yeah, that that could absolutely be a huge talking point when it's all said and done. Look at how they were when they played some of the best teams on their schedule. They obliterated them for the most part. That's right. So let me throw a couple of props at you. I said earlier today that I like couple in the uh, Lions game, I think that if you bet Gibbs and Montgomery each over at minimum with their rushing yards, you're going to go one and one to the chance to catch both of them because you can run on this 49ers team. That should be the Lions game plan. I don't, that's the one, one area here where I'm a little bit concerned. As you pointed out earlier, Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, they're more than happy to get away from the run when it's working and just pass, pass, pass the entire time. That'd be my one hesitation. Brock Purdy's passing yards against this Lions defense right now after what Mayfield did to them and what Stafford did to them, 264 and a half. Wow. Yep, and they're awesome with the yak, too. That is too low. He's also even money to throw an interception. No? I would like to say yes, he's going to throw one. All right, Goff's $1.30 to throw a pick. On the road... Good defense. Game flow here, they're going to... Yeah, so um, his passing yards prop is 260 and a half. What do you make about Shanahan deferring? That Packers first quarter played out exactly like we thought it was going Beautiful. to. Yep. They're going to get the coin toss. They're going to take the ball. They've been awesome at the scripted plays. Uh, if you want to maybe dip your toes into the Packers first quarter angle and then no score first five, six, whatever you could find, it all came in in that first quarter. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, no score first five minutes, five and a half, six, six and a half. Lions get the ball to start, and um, San Francisco gets a stop. Shanahan comes out, runs the ball with McCaffrey. Next thing you know, we're seven, eight minutes into the game, and we're scoreless. Okay. Yep, that's how I think it'll play out again. The passing yards prop in the AFC title game, Mahomes is 244 and a half. Lamar Jackson, 212 and a half. Now, rushing yards between the two quarterbacks. Again, Jackson's 59 and a half. Mahomes, 27 and a half. We saw it again yesterday. At the long run. He's good for one long run, like yep. every big game, the way it seems. Yep. I like, I like both quarterbacks over, and I like them no. Mahomes, no interception, plus money. I don't think he'll turn it over. 
But I think, right, it's both quarterbacks go over the rushing yards again. Uh-huh. Who would you be looking at to play Super Bowl MVP right now? That's tough. How, how many non-quarterbacks? Here's the biggest question. How many non-quarterbacks can you make the case for? If San Francisco wins the Super Bowl, you can make the case for a ton of guys. Because they could win a high-scoring game. They could win a low-scoring game. The defense could carry them. McCaffrey could go off. Debo could go off. Greenlaw could have a couple picks. Bosa could have a three-sack game. There's a ton of candidates if San Francisco wins the Super Bowl. I agree. For MVP. But I think that's the one team where you're going to get a yes, ton of candidates. But if it's Kansas City, Baltimore, or Detroit, I just have to look at the quarterback. I can't. To me, it has to be one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, I think Detroit might be the other team where I can make a case for somebody else. St. Brown? Or yeah, like if a St. Brown the, has 11 for 150 and a couple touchdowns, right. and Goff doesn't spread it around, or maybe one of the running backs. What if Gibbs has... You know, 150 combined rushing well, and receiving and a couple of scores. But then you go back to the James White that's good, right? No, I know. I How know. Good, they gave it to Brady, even though people thought it should have been James White. I would actually say in the first Chiefs Super Bowl win with Mahomes, he was not the MVP of that game. That should have been Damian Williams, the running back. Uh-huh. But they looked towards the quarterback. Uh, and that will probably happen again for the Chiefs. If they win it, it naturally, the voters are going to say it's got to be Mahomes and it probably will be. Um, I also think that Lamar Jackson would be the heavy, heavy favorite for the Ravens uh, if, yep. if they were to win the thing. So I think absolutely you could make a case for like, I don't know, six, eight, ten guys for the Niners like you just did. Mm-hmm. Maybe a ward defensively has an INT or two, pick six. That guy makes big plays. He's a ball hawk. Um, Bosa for Fred Warner for sure could be all over the field. Make a case for four guys offensively alone for, for San Francisco. Ayuk could have 140. Yep. Each team to score a touchdown and a field goal. 190 only. What am I missing there? 190. And it was 7-1 to this past weekend? Yeah. With uh, double the teams? Yeah. Each team to score a touchdown in each half and a field goal in each half. 14-1. to Successful two-point conversion is 3-1. to Oh, you know what? That's just the Kansas City game. That's what that is. I thought that was the whole weekend. Okay, it's split up by every game. Mm-hmm. All right, my fault. Well, I'll tell you uh, what, um, because books are going to post this week, like which players will lead in receiving yards for this weekend, passing yards, rushing yards. To me, again, you just got to gotta look at guys in the 49ers because of the Lions defense right now. Yeah. And that's probably yeah. going to be, you know, not not the best of numbers, but look at what, Mayfield and Evans just did again after what Stafford and Puka Nakua did the week before. So Purdy again, his number is two sixty four and a half. That's the he's probably going to be the shortest shot on the board because his passing prop is the highest. So that obviously makes sense. And then who goes nuts for this team uh, on offense? You you brought up Ayuk for Super Bowl MVP. When you look at mm-hmm. leading receivers again, going back, this is now uh, 10, 11 games in a row basically, or a lot of them, where they have gone nuts against the the Lions defense. Ayuk might be the guy to look at here this week. Were you surprised what happened? With It was Evans that went off and not Godwin after Paul Charchian's breakdown. And Godwin was on a milk carton. The no, it, it, was, it was Otten and Evans. Though. Right. Also, I think that uh, Godwin was not exactly 100%. So not really because Evans is just a total stud. And that's what he does. I mean, this is pretty alarming what wide receiver ones are doing right now to the Detroit defense. Yep. So, again, in theory, Purdy should be able to have a really good game here. Why would he not? I think he'll bounce back. Unless he just completely yes. pukes all over himself. Be, I in think that he'll game. be fine. Yep. Yeah. The weather's going to be fine, and I think Purdy has a big game. They have odds up, by the way, at DraftKings for the Super Bowl next year. And I would r- tell you this right now. Again, we've heard stories of this before from bookmakers where people will make a bet on the odds. Like, for example, they have Baltimore. Plus 950. Well, that's for next year. So people have complained to sportsbooks before where they make that bet. Then, for example, Baltimore would win the Super Bowl. They say, I got plus 950. And they got to tell them, did you look at the fine print? You're betting them for next year. But they're already up at DraftKings. The Niners are the shortest shot on the board at plus 550. No surprise. The Chiefs are 850. Bills are 9-1. to They're ahead of the Ravens at plus 950. The Lions and the Bengals are each 12 to 1. 
The Dolphins are 15. I would not touch them. No. The no Texans way. are 20 to 1. That's too short. The Cowboys are 20. The Eagles, the Jets, and the Packers are 22 to 1. Do you want anything to do with the Jets? No, not really. I'd, uh, I think I'd pass on all three no. teams from the AFC East it's at those numbers. Yeah. Well, the Jets even make the playoffs. But that the NFC North, that division, my God. Uh, all the hype with the Packers. Cousins could return. The Bears are going to have a ton of hype. What are they going to do with their draft pick? This field's back. Eh, Lions won the division, and they might go to the Super Bowl. Sure. How good is that division? Yeah, very good now oh. all of a sudden. Like, what, what does Belichick potentially mean to the Falcons if he goes there? Mm-hmm. Falcons are 25 to 1. Again, I wouldn't, he's not going to mean that much to me. They would have to make a huge splash at quarterback. And then obviously that number was going to be way shorter than where it's at right now. The Bears are even 30 to 1. Is this, is this, this can't be real. If he gets the job, it's going to be McDaniels, Patricia, and Judge? I think it is. With I saw the same thing. Oh, come on. Come on, Bill. I know. Be better than that. I know he wants to be loyal to his guys, but how does Patricia even work in the NFL movie? I know, forward? I'm right. We just saw it saw in Philadelphia. Come on. All right, VSIN betting analyst Josh Applebaum is going to join the program coming up next. We'll find out his early thoughts for the uh, two games that we have coming up on Championship Sunday here on VSIN. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. It's their guarantee. You're going to love every bite. And when you go to omahasteaks.com slash you get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breast and four free rich juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. omahasteaks.com slash Josh Applebaum joins the program now. VSIN sports betting analyst. You can find his two podcasts wherever you listen to your pods. One's called Market Insights. The other one is Morning Bets. Josh, thanks for the time as always. Let's uh, get your update here and what we're looking at for Championship Sunday and where we broadcast from Circa. They had the Niners at minus seven earlier in the day. They are now at minus six and a half, minus 120 to go along the way you think of the Ravens and Chiefs. Take it away. Yeah, Mitch and Paulie, good morning. Great to be with you. So first, before we get into these games, let's go into the past a little bit. What have we seen in this championship weekend historically? Well, if you do like chalk, there's some good there's some good news for you in terms of these favorites. If you look back the last 20 years in terms of the spread, if you are a championship game home favorite, you're 15 and 19 against uh, or sorry, you're 19 and 15 against the spread, 56%. On the money line, these home favorites in the AFC and M- NFC championship game, they're winning 25 and 9 straight up 74%. So is there, there a teaser play if you do like San Francisco to take them down to pretty much a pick them? You know, you could look at Baltimore on the money line. But that's what we've seen historically with these home favorites doing well in this position. Now, to complicate it a bit, though, we have seen dogs go six and four ATS this postseason. And we are seeing some liability really around key numbers and hooks on both of these dogs. If we start with the um, the Kansas City Chiefs in the Ravens game, you know, this game opened some shops as low as minus three for the Ravens. Now, that may have been a little bit low. They got bet up to three and a half. You're starting to see all these three and a halves creep back down to three. So it looks like there could be a disagreement of, hey, lower price. How do you not back the Ravens at such a short number at home where they've looked fantastic? But also, how do you bet against Mahomes getting a hook? Uh, Obviously, as a sports better, we can never guarantee the outcome of a game, but we can guarantee that or do our best to get the best number possible. So it looks to me like, you know, if you like the Ravens, a money line opportunity with this historical trend. Uh, If you look at uh, Kansas City, Plus three and a half, obviously, with Mahomes in the hook. Mahomes did it again yesterday, guys, as a contrarian dog. He's now nine and one against the spread in his career in this spot. Looking at the second game, Detroit and San Francisco, I think it was super important what you just mentioned there, Mitch. Those sevens creeping back down to six and a half. A lot of books opened, you know, minus six and a half, seven for San Francisco. But as you mentioned, all these sevens are juiced up like they're going back down to six and a half. And you do have a great angle here in terms of Dan Campbell as a just overall ATS play, but Dan Campbell in particular as a dog. Campbell in his career. He's only one in one ATS this postseason, but he's 36 and 17 against the spread, 68% in his career. As a dog, he's 22 and 10 ATS, 69% uh, as a dog in his career. So, uh, what are we going to see here? One thing I'm looking at, guys, is it's kind of too early to see where the public is going to go with this one. And I'll harken back to the weekend where on Saturday we had both public dog, uh, both public dogs 
public was taking the points there with Houston, with um, Houston and Green Bay. But then yesterday we saw both dogs contrarian opportunities with both Kansas City and Tampa Bay. So where does this thing move? You know, do we stay around these key numbers? Does it does it you know finish around the seven or six and a half, three and a half, or three? Uh, I think we're gonna have to wait that out a little bit. But as of right now, it looks like there is some liability with KC getting three and a half and with the, the Lions getting seven. And also give you some early props, guys. I tend to wait a little bit later to bet prop bets. Just let's kind of you know get some injury reports. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's see where the late money is breaking. But two early prop bets jumped out to me in terms of rushing props. One would be Jameer Gibbs. Guy's electric. It only takes you know one catch out of the backfield. He can get you 40 yards. His over-under for receiving yards in the championship game is 23 and a half. It's over minus 120. I'm looking toward maybe betting this thing quick. Uh, he's gone over in both of these postseason games. He had 40 yards against Tampa. He had 43 against the Rams. We tend to see these props really move throughout the week. So if you do like Gibbs out of the backfield, you may want to target that thing now. And then Lamar Jackson uh, had a great game, obviously, uh, against Houston here. He had 11 rushes for 100 yards. And Josh Allen just lit up KC, relatively so, 12 uh, rushes for 72 yards. Now, Lamar Jackson right now is 59 and a half over minus 120. So right off the bat, we're seeing some liability here toward Gibbs and Lamar Jackson with their rushing props. A lot of these receiving props aren't up yet. And again, looking at that San Francisco game, Debo Samuel is an injury to monitor. So it's early in the week, guys. I tend to want to wait to see where the public goes. And my question is, will Kansas City and Detroit, be con will they be contrarian plays or will they be trendy dogs? If they stay contrarian, if Kansas City and Detroit, you know, you can get a three and a half, you can get a seven, and they're only getting 30% of bets. To me, as of right now, it's early. I haven't bet it yet, but I'm leaning on the dogs in this spot. All right, let's get a couple of college basketball plays from you tonight as well. North Carolina, uh, they are almost as hot as anybody in the country right now. They're laying eight at home to Wake Forest tonight. Total 156 and a half. Yeah, Mitch, this is right up my wheelhouse here. We have the most heavily bet game of the day, the most lopsided game of the day with a sharp line move. And it's not on UNC, who's red hot. It's actually the Demon Deacons in this spot. This game opened North Carolina listed as an eight and a half point home favorite. Demon uh, UNC is now down to uh, from eight and a half down to eight. So if you look at the bet splits here, currently 81% of bets are going with North Carolina. Obvious bet, you know, 15 and three. They've run off a ton of wins here in a row. They're fourth in the country. Meanwhile, uh, Wake Forest is unranked. So 81% of bets are going with North Carolina, yet UNC is falling minus eight and a half down to eight. So why is this line going toward the Demon Deacons if the public is hammering UNC here at home? Tells me you had some smart money. Grab the Demon Deacons, ideally at eight and a half. It's again now down to eight, but a lot of angles to, to look toward taking the points with Wake Forest. That's what I'm going to do tonight, guys. Give me Wake in the points. Only 19% of bets, but 40% of the money. So pretty good low bets, higher dollars bet split there. Top contrarian play and most heavily bet game of the day. Also that buy low unranked versus ranked situation, especially in a conference game, kind of like those NFL divisional dogs really lean on these dogs getting points in these rivalry games, familiarity aspect, leveling the playing field. But if you look at the last two seasons, 55% against the spread, unranked teams versus ranked teams. And then also I'm looking at a dog who can score. Uh, Wake Forest is averaging 81 points per game. If you're going to cover this number, you got to keep pace with UNC, maybe backdoor cover. And actually, Wake Forest has a bunch of statistical advantages. They have the better effective field goal percentage, 55 versus 52, better three-point percentage, 39 versus 36, and better free throw percentage, 80 versus 76. So if you're giving me the most heavily bet game of the day, everybody's sweating UNC, yet the line is dipping uh, toward Wake Forest. I'm going Wake Forest in the points here. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Josh Applebaum. You can get his two podcasts wherever you listen to your pods. One is called Market Insights. The other is Morning Bets. Uh, your second game in college hoops tonight, little hardcore action. Montana late <laughs> one and a half against Weber State. Total is 144 and a half here. Uh, what do the numbers tell you today for this uh, matchup? Yeah, so Mitch, I kind of treat these games differently. I think you have to when you're betting college basketball. Like that game we just talked about, Wake UNC, super heavily bet game, ESPN, you know, great opportunity to go contrarian. When you look at these tinier games, really I kind of throw away contrarian percentages because, you know, on the day after obviously a great uh, weekend of football, no one woke up today and said, you know what, Mitch and Pauly, I got to bet Weber State uh, here in Montana. You just don't have that. The public isn't interested in these tiny games that are later in the night. So what I lean on are line moves in these smaller games. And you're seeing a sharp line move toward Montana. Montana actually opened as low as a pick them minus one. Now they're up to minus one and a half. Now they're juiced up like they may even go to two. So pretty much one-sided movement in favor of Montana. Again, not a lot of public action on this one, but it tells me when this line opened, wise guys said, hey, this is too low on, me, on Montana. Let's hit Montana. Cause this line move in their favor. Uh, you look at Ken Palm. He has Montana winning by three. 
So pretty good edge there. Uh, I'm going to look toward a money line play, guys. If you look at the money line percentages, only 61% bets, but 87% of the money. It's only around minus 120. And in these really kind of short spread games, you know, the odds makers are telling you, hey, this could be a close one. So you'd hate to lay a one and a half or a two, have Montana win by one. You lose your bet. So I'll go money line here. You also look at a good home road split. Montana is seven and two at home. Uh, Wake Forest, uh, you look at uh, Weber State, they're only three and four on the road. Better offensive efficiency, better rebounding, better free throw percentage. Uh, I'm going to money line Montana here, see if uh, the Grizz can win it for Brent Mossberger, who's uh, the pride and, and legend of Montana. There you go. Great job, Josh. Thanks for the time as always. Best of luck tonight and this weekend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, you too. Um, so I'll give you another bad beat from the weekend, Paulie. I was involved in this one. And that was uh, James Cook. Uh-huh. I had his rushing yards and receiving yards combined over 84 and a half. Now, it goes into that prop and also his rushing yards prop, which was 61 and a half. He had 67 yards rushing entering the fourth quarter. He had 88 combined, right? So he was over on both of them. His final four carries, negative four yards, negative three yards, zero yards, one yard. He finished with 61 yards rushing to go under by a half. And he finished with 82 yards, I believe, rushing and receiving to go under that prop as well. So he was over with a full quarter to play. And then just the running game was completely non-existent from him for the final more than 15 minutes, I believe, actually, in that spot. I was counting my money. Everybody went over. Then he loses seven yards on the next two runs. Oh, that that was brutal, man. You had that. You had the Packers not winning the game. You had a golf game. Bad beat. Burns didn't even finish top five. Oh, that was a killer. You had an all-timer in the Clipper game. That I mean, Clipper beat is 22, honestly... Yeah, 22 nothing run to close out the game. Nets didn't score in the last five minutes. Up 11 with five minutes, getting 10 and a half. Oh. They lose by 11. <laughs> and, and the Clippers kept shooting and scoring. That was That's, the other thing. I'm looking at... You're I, supposed to take like the shot clock violation. Yeah, or it was yeah, just yeah. Turnover three. Turnover dunk. I mean, it was... Hey, here's Kawhi for three, and <laughs> yeah. they're covering. Yeah. It's like, uh, that was uh, unnecessary, buddy. Why'd you do that one? Yeah, yeah. Up next, it cannot get lost what happened between Dan Campbell and Todd Bowles late in the game yesterday. And uh, this one is going to hurt for a long time. Some alarming numbers next on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Props already up for the AFC and NFC title game at DraftKings. And new customers can bet $5 on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Your official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VEASAN. Code VEASAN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. So a couple of things at the end or near the end of that uh, Lions-Buccaneers game. I hope it doesn't get lost because I don't understand what either coach was doing. So it's Lions ball. Under three minutes, they have that eight-point lead. They throw a pass. It's completed. Buccaneers have one timeout left. Todd Bowles elects not to use it. So the Lions are able to melt 40 seconds off the clock. We're approaching the two-minute warning. Dan Campbell says, no, I'm not going to run the ball here into the two-minute warning or maybe force them to use their final timeout. Why would I do that? I'm going to throw the ball again. Incomplete pass. Stops the clock at 2.06. Lions have to punt. Buccaneers get the ball back. Mayfield throws that INT. Game's over, right? Todd Bowles, with the two, with uh, how much clock was still left, elects not to use his final timeout. Well, it's because the, the Lions took the knee too early. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. They didn't play it out correctly. Yeah. So as a guy <laughs> broke it down on Twitter, this is from Shane Lambert. Let's say the Bucks take a timeout with 30 seconds left. There's about a 20% chance the Lions missed that field goal. His numbers, maybe that's a bit high. Buck score, touchdown, put it around 5%. Get the two-point conversion, higher than 50%. Bucks had a 1% chance to win. That's if they call the timeout. Bucks don't call a timeout, 0% chance to win. Todd, Todd Bowles' explanation was basically saying they, they were lined up for the field goal, and uh, we would have had about 12 seconds left. We weren't going to come back from that. How do you know? Well, I, understand, I think I got what Campbell was trying to do there. First down ends the game, or complete the pass, kick the field goal, go up two scores. Uh, it didn't work out with the incomplete pass, but that was, that's what they did all game. I mean, it's just pass, 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 and Gibbs is gashing them on the ground. Not many carries. How about uh, at midfield, third and one, up seven, pass, sacked. I mean, it's just, were you going to run the ball at any point? I know it. It's, uh, that, I think we're on the same page here, where these coordinators are just showing off and trying to get a job so bad that they just pass, 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 and won't run the ball. Yep, I thought uh, one running back who should have been involved even more than what he was was the game Saturday night. I don't know. How did Aaron Jones only have 18 carries? He was gashing the Niners mm-hmm. the entire time. I, you could look back. That's going to be one that LaFleur is going to hate himself for. Because Love was not – Love played a terrible second half. And Jones is – and you're up 21-14, by the way. It's okay to give a guy – 25 carries in a game if he's that effective and it's that efficient. Like, that's how you were beating up the 49ers. And you were going to settle for a field goal at some point, which you probably knew was going to come back to haunt you. As you pointed out earlier, LaFleur admitted to praying before Carlson goes out there to try to kick field goals. (laughs) Here are some numbers for the guy on the season. That was his 13th missed kick of the year, field goal or extra point. Most in the NFL and three more misses than any other kicker. So he admitted that he's been inconsistent this year. He was 29 of 36 on field goals and 41 of 47 on extra points. When you really break it down and look at what this guy did throughout the season, unbelievable tweet from Peter Bukowski. Anders Carlson missed a field goal against the Giants in a game the Packers lost by two. He missed a point after attempt against the Steelers in a game they lost by four, but had two possessions in the red zone in the fourth quarter that they needed touchdowns and not field goals at the time. He missed a field goal against Denver in a game the Packers lost by two. Mm. As he said, catastrophic losses. And that guy is a reason why. I mean, not the only reason why, but certainly you can point to it. They were lucky to get into the playoffs. Maybe they should have won 11, 12 games. And they, he wasn't, again, the only reason why they lost that game. But it's, just, it's the same th- story over and over and over again. And as an organization, you're just like, well, it is what it is. We got to put up with it for one more game. Oh, that's a mistake. You had a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and your your thought process is, well, we're just going to try to get this fixed and, and bring them back, and we're going to eventually get this right. And then you saw what McVay was doing, playing musical chairs with his kickers this year. I mean, if the guy can't get it done, make a change. And sure. He, and he did this the whole year, and the biggest kick of the year, he misses it. Maybe you still win the game. As he makes that, you go up seven. So. 
That's right. That's just that was a bad job and thought process by LaFleur. And finally, a sideline reporter with a good job and a money quote by Rinaldi saying, I just think about that. He admits that. When does a coach say that publicly? Oh, never. Well, I just pray. Yeah. You know, it goes back like when, when Mitch Williams would come in and Kurt Schilling couldn't watch when he was a closer for the Phillies. Yeah. I mean, but this is just like he admits it. Might be time to get a new kicker when you have to. You're thinking I have to pray if the guy's going to make a 40-yard field goal. Come on, Matt. You had all that tied in. You had uh, that team hitting the San Francisco 25-yard line or the red zone six times before the Niners sniffed the red zone once. And they're trailing 7-6 at halftime, by the way. That was six out of their first eight possessions Mm -hmm. where they went down. The two horrific INTs from Jordan Love, who was not great in that game, like I said a couple of moments ago. The drop pick six... He, he That guy was still going to be running. Yep. Savage right in his hands. Purdy with a with a with just a huge mistake on that pass, and they dropped it. So a huge break there for the 49ers. And also you had like that whole narrative going in, and you brought it up on Friday. How concerned would you be if Shanahan is trailing in the fourth quarter? Before that comeback, the last time they had a comeback victory was in Week 17 last season. They went on a field goal in overtime out here against the Raiders. But they were 0 for 30 under Shanahan in games that they trailed by seven or more points entering the fourth quarter. They were 0 and 3 in those games during the regular season. That was 21-14 Green Bay, and they could not ice the game, could not put them away. I don't know why Lafleur didn't challenge that bad spot on on this quarterback and sneak too. Uh, look, that was a bad spot, and that was another one that came back to bite him. And also what Shanahan did. Before halftime was egregious. So bad. And Bill Barnwell nailed it. You're going back to the Kansas City-San Francisco Super Bowl. He's so scared of the other team getting three that he's cutting off his chances of scoring seven. And how he's just worried about it. He doesn't – I don't know what it was. If it's just I don't want to give Green Bay the ball back, well, there's not going to enough time, and they're going to be pinned. You have to be aggressive there with all the talent you have, and you have a chance to get seven or at least get in, in – you know, makeable field goal range, which I'm not settling for a 47-yard field goal in rain with a kicker who's had the yips. They're at the 40-yard line with 319 and three timeouts. They're at midfield with a minute 59 and three timeouts. Run, run, timeout, 30 seconds. What are you doing? I know. Then you get the first down, but and then after the first down on third and five, you don't have time to do anything. Yep. Terrible by Shanahan. See, I don't know why he plays it out like that, but remember the game against Seattle in the regular season. That's Drew Locke pinned at his two-yard line on a fourth down, and they have three timeouts left, and he says, no, I'm not – just whatever, we'll go into halftime at that point. What are you – why? Why would you do that? You're afraid that you're going to score too early. What's too early? 45 seconds left? 40, 30 seconds left? And so then you're going to allow Green Bay... It is just bizarre to, thinking. Yeah, like, do, yes, do you, yes it is. You watch these guys in practice every day. It's an embarrassment of riches as far as the talent that you have. You have the best offense in football, and you're okay. You want to settle for the three rather than try to go for seven. Right. It's just it's backwards thinking for a guy that's so good, usually calling plays. You have McCaffrey and that offensive line. And then a couple of years ago in the NFC title game, fourth and one from midfield, he punted. It's just, it's baffling. Do you think the Packers, coaches. were they going to go to the Super Bowl? That would have been a hell of a game because of that that uh, home field atmosphere and environment. And out of Detroit, it would be hard to beat Detroit, I think, at home with the way they were going. Uh, would have been an entertaining game again. Imagine but, what that game would have been like in Detroit for that oh, organization to, to, Super to, Bowl? to host the Packers to go to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. Oh. And they would have been, we were told by bookmakers last week, they would have been favored at Tampa Bay. Agree or disagree, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Baker Mayfield does exactly what he did to them in Lambeau. But they were going to be so difficult Tough. to beat for either one of these teams. I'll tell you, I was thinking twice. We were looking at overtime game two. I thought Green yeah. Bay, we were looking at overtime. I thought for sure Love was going to take them down, uh, kick the field goal when we were going to overtime. And then I thought we were looking at it yesterday as well. Now, even if Bass makes it, I think we all agree. Mahomes with a minute 40 and two timeouts, please. Yeah. But still, I, I wanted to see that and thought... We had a chance with the new format if we get overtime, but it didn't work out. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know if you want to run it back with the Bills or not. Oh, you have to make big changes. I think you got to make some changes here. You do. You want Diggs gone. I don't, what happened to that guy? You go back and look at his. He was off to a blistering start this year, by the way. 
and then it's just I know. nothing, 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 nothing for like the last 10 weeks of the season. I, I can't remember who it was on with us. Uh, I think it was Femi. Femi, but this is the ceiling for the Bills, and you, I think you have to make a coaching change. Mm. It's a big problem when you can't beat Mahomes. And finally, after five straight games in Arrowhead, you get them at home and you yeah. lose again. So that also, you never went to Buffalo and won a playoff game. Now they've lost back-to-back years at home. Yeah. I know it. All right, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, Johnny Avello is going to join us from DraftKings. How big was that missed two-point conversion by Tampa Bay against Detroit? We'll ask him that and how the weekend was next here on VEASAN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.